welcome to the podcast. Today I have an interesting topic. I found it to be simple and yet profound, which I think are some of the best kind of nutritional and health insights that we have. And it's called the nutritional triad. And the nutritional triad is just a useful way of looking at our nutrition. And the triad is the quality of our food, the quantity of our food, and the timing of our food. And the more we get those in order, and the better we get those in order, the better our health will be. But I believe that it's often not approached that way, and we sometimes, um, you know, we don't think in these terms. For example, many, many people still think uh, when it's time to lose weight, for example, they're thinking, ah, you know, I want to lose 30 pounds. So time to hit the gym. Well, not really, right? I mean, we know that nutrition is 80% of overall health and wellness and fitness. And this is probably a better model for almost anyone who wants to improve their health is to think through nutritionally the quality of their food, the quantity of their food, and the timing. The quality, of course, is critical to be sure we get the right macro and micronutrients that we need. The quantity is critical, as every single longevity study ever done has found that people who live longer tend to eat less food than those who don't. And more recently, we've done a lot of studies in our society that have, have pointed out that the timing of our food really, really matters. Not just when we have breakfast, lunch, dinner, whatever, but uh, when we start eating, when we stop eating, and when we eat in between. And so most health changes are made incrementally. And so the idea is not to take all three of these and try to master every one of them at the same time. Generally, none of us is perfect in all three areas. And so what I have found is that we probably all have room for improvement. It's just a useful model to look at, to do a little self-analysis and go, okay, how am I doing in the quality, quantity, and timing of my food? And of those, I would say that the best place to start is with the timing for the following reasons. First of all, changing the timing is the easiest. Growth is hard. Change is hard. It's not easy to make changes in ourselves. And so starting off with the easy win is just a great place to start because it's easy and we're more likely to have some success. Now, timing of food, like I said, is a variety of things. Number one, it's trying to create an eating window where we eat all of our food within an eight to 12 hour window. And then during that time, the timing of our food also matters and how much space we have between the next meal or snack. Now, timing and getting timing correct is pretty awesome because it also has a direct effect on the second issue, which is quantity. Studies have shown that those, those people who eat within a timing window consume 20% less calories. So it's a twofer. It's a two-for-one. By creating an eating window, you are working naturally on, on the one. So you're not having to make a direct effort on eating less food, which can be more difficult. None of us likes to eat less food. But when we get to eat during an eating window and eat to satiation every single time, it doesn't feel like we're being deprived. We're just naturally reducing our calories and hardly even noticing it. Okay. And third, the best reason uh, of all, perhaps, is that it has a direct positive effect in many areas of our life that are quite critical. 
for example, better hormone balance. A lot of people are, are, are you know, having problems with their hormones right now. Better sleep, another major problem in our society. When we've digested all of our food before we go to bed because we stopped eating after dinner, our body doesn't have to digest the food. So guess what it does? It gets to raise the melatonin naturally and prepare for sleep while we're sleeping. It can take care of and get rid of pathogens, carcinogens, viruses, and harmful bacteria because it's not having to waste its time on digestion. And then back to those hormones, we wake up in a hormonally optimal state in the morning because again, we just let our body do that because we stopped eating after dinner. So we also want to pay attention to trying to support our circadian rhythm by choosing the time. And we don't want to be too anal about this. This is not a down to the minute thing. If you've set your timing window at eat breakfast at 10 and stop eating at six, as I do, then, you know, and if it's 11, you know, nine 45 and you're starving, just eat. I mean, listen to your body. So there's a little bit of a range here. It's same with dinner. You know, last night we met two of our, our kids uh, for dinner and they wanted to meet at 6.30, which mean, means I didn't stop eating till 7.30, a little later than I want. But you know what? Uh, I'm not going to change a social event with family over this. So generally, if I'm home and I'm in control of my own food, I stop eating at 6. I wake up in the morning. I exercise. I do my morning routine. And I have my first meal about 10. So definitely use the about principle here. We don't want to get anal about this kind of stuff. We want to use rough numbers here. But research has shown it's best to, cons to stick to cons the consistency as much as we can, okay? Also, research has also shown that 8 to 12 hours is ideal. There's nothing gained by having shorter windows like 6 hours, 4 hours, or even going down to one meal a day. Now, there are certain people and certain metabolisms that do really great on that, who are just listening right now going, why did you even say that? I, I know for sure this works really great for me. Absolutely. I know you're out there, but you're in an anomaly. You are not the norm because we've had studies of thousands and thousands of people now. And we know that for most people, eight to 12 hours is a great eating window. Now, you can experiment with this. Uh, I did a lot of experimentation. I, I tried uh, 12 to 5. I tried 11 to 6. Uh, I tried a variety. And I just landed over, over a few months at you know having breakfast at 10, dinner at 6. And you are not me. So do your own experimentation uh, with those numbers. Okay. And then, of course, during that window, try to eat at regular times as well. So try to eat... A breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and uh, space that out, you know, the best that you can uh, so that you're not spiking your blood sugar or, you know, snacking on the wrong kind of foods at the wrong times during that. So during your eating window, there is also a timing issue that's going on. So let's jump into quality. You know, once we've got the timing down, we should have some pretty good improvements just from that. Now, about the quality of food. I want to tell you about a really interesting research project that was recently done by, by my coaching, um, you know, Precision Nutrition, my coaching certification uh, company that I deal with and work with and I'm constantly upgrading my own certification and knowledge. And they recently asked a very simple question. What is your biggest nutritional challenge? And by the way, this is a large study. It was done 
well over 10,000 people. Don't remember the exact number, but it's massive. And guess what? The number one problem was emotional and stress eating. 63% reported that. Lack of planning, 53%. Cravings, 52%. Snacking when not hungry, 51%. Guess where nutritional knowledge fell? The first one was down at don't know what I should eat was only 16% of people. I found this generally true. Chances are you, whoever you are listening right now, you know what to eat. You know what healthy foods are. You know what stuff maybe hurts your stomach. You know what stuff you really enjoy. You know what stuff you shouldn't be eating, what your own challenges are. Uh, And so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. We all know we ought to improve the quality of our food. The basics, of course, are get healthy carbs, fats, and protein from whole food sources. Try to get five to nine servings of fruits and veggies a day. Take the right supplements to fill in the deficiencies because no matter how well you eat, uh, it's really imp- really hard to do that without supplements. Uh, and 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 that's that's it. We know this, but it's kind of hard to do. And so cutting down on processed foods is one of the things that a lot of people you know need to do. Um, are getting those ratios in order. Most people eat too many carbs, not enough protein. So when it comes to quantity, you know, you probably know yourself and where you need to focus your energies there. And, and so these are the general basics that I've talked about. And another reason why I talked about doing this one second, not first, because it's kind of the one that we all know, and it's one of our bigger struggles. So after you get the timing right, go through your own kind of assessment and see where you can improve the quality of your food. And last is quantity. Again, those who eat less live longer. It's a fact. Consuming too many calories on a regular basis, of course, leads to weight gain, stomach problems, hormonal problems, etc. The best model I have found, back to precision nutrition, it's the hand rules. Protein the size of your palm, a starchy vegetable about the size of your closed fist, uh, fat no more than the size of about your thumb or often about two ounces if you're putting a dressing on a salad, for example, and an open handful of veggies such as a, a salad or um, other non-starchy vegetables. And ideally do this by portioning them out on your plate. Try to avoid eating from bowls and bags because it's too easy to lose track, to eat too much of one type, not enough of another. So there you have it. The basic triad of health, quantity, quality, and timing of food. I find this to be a really nice model. I hope that you do as well. It's a great framework. And I believe for most people, if they adjusted the timing of when they eat and then addressed the quantity and the quality of their food, they could really make some dramatic and profound improvements in their health using this little triad. Thank you so much for listening. This is Dave Sherwin wishing you health and success. 